Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. On the next episode of Expeditiously. Please, everybody, welcome Mr. Tyler Perry. What's up? What's, What's going up, on, bro? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, and your meteoric rise, man, to success uh, has not come without some level of criticism. Some? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you being polite. Tyler Perry, the next episode of Expeditiously with T.I. My sacrifice comes on the end because it's part of my catalog. Okay. So that's where my value is. It's not, I'm not making the money up front. It's in the long game, right? right. So if you go in and you're looking for the bag, then great. You go buy your Bentley, your Rolls Royce, great. That's all. It's over with. That's wonderful. You had it, but, but then what you've done is signed it all away. Right. They own you. And they're never going to give you an opportunity to be in that position. Again. Don't miss the next episode of Expeditiously with special guest Tyler Perry. The episode drops Thursday, March 19th. Expeditiously with T.I. Now available on Spotify, the podcast one app, and Apple Podcasts. Is Medea really dead? That's it, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Final hour. What a wild day this has been. Happy St. Patty's Day. Tom Brady not going back to New England, but is not letting us in on the secret of where he is going to go. It feels like there's two teams, the Chargers and the Buccaneers. Or at least that's the feeling. Or dot, 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 question mark here. And maybe there will be a team that swoops in. Because you might say, hey, once Tom decides to leave, once we see it, then we'll believe it. And even when we saw the uh, the report, the uh, press release by Tom Brady on social media saying, hey, thanks for the memories, but I'm leaving. We kind of looked at each other. This is 15 minutes before the show started. We we're like, Brady just said goodbye. And then you go, okay, now it's real. Now where is he going? Tampa's all in. Chargers apparently are all in. Or at least I know Tampa is. I don't know about the Chargers. Because if you're the Chargers and you have a really high draft pick, can you, you're going to have a couple of questions here. We want to be relevant. Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert doesn't make us relevant. Not right now. You can get Tom Brady. He makes you relevant. And you can make the argument that he makes you a little bit better right now. And you're going to move into that new stadium. But also, what exactly are you going to get now? as opposed to down the road here, if you're the Chargers. Uh, just saw this, uh, Ian Rappaport. Based on the previous discussions between the Panthers organization and Cam Newton's agent, it has been agreed upon to allow Cam and his agency team to seek a trade. I've been saying this all along. He wasn't going back. This is you got a rebuild here. Why do I want a rebuilt quarterback on a rebuild team? Or at least you don't even know if he's rebuilt right now. They're starting over. Christian McCaffrey told me that at the Super Bowl. Is this a rebuild? Yes, it is. Luke Keekley gone. Greg Olson gone. Now Cam Newton appears to be gone. And the last person left is Christian McCaffrey. Is Christian McCaffrey safe with the Carolina Panthers? You got to have somebody to show up and watch. So... I don't know who they – now, are they going all in on a quarterback as well? Because that's sort of the buzz here that they want a quarterback in the draft. Yeah, Paulie. Send Trubisky back to the state of North Carolina. And mm, I don't Cam think New they want him back. No. You, I, the entire state? Yes, I think so. Yeah. If I told you a month ago, Tom Brady would not be a Patriot or March Madness would be canceled. 
I guess you would say, all right, I, I can believe that Tom Brady would not be a Patriot anymore. March Madness being canceled. Did you see where Kansas and Bill Self said, hey, I mean, we might as well celebrate uh, with a huge asterisk by our name that we're national champs. How many times has the number one overall seed won the national title? Can you get stats, Inc., on that one, McLovin, and uh, we'll find out? Because uh, Bill Self, self-promoter, says that we'd have a huge asterisk by our name. But, yeah, why don't we uh, crown ourselves national champ? Yeah, Paul. Bill Self better be careful. There's going to be a couple seasons with asterisks. <laughs> the way he's on. Pace he's on. Wow. No offense. No, no rock chalk. Wow. Rock chalk. Rock chalk, uh, bestowing national title to Kansas would be great, Bill Self said. Of course it would be. How about Dayton? I, I said all, you know, that's why I wanted the brackets released. And if you're a, a number one seed, everybody should have a national championship celebration day. Why not? Uh, Bill Self said on a teleconference, I think from our standpoint that would be great, but even if that occurred, and I don't think it would, there would be a huge asterisk on our side, and it would be the first, uh, I'd be the first one to admit it. This would be the year I'd be all in favor because there's a great chance we'd be number one in the country in most everything when all the rankings are turned in. Yeah, you'd be the number one team overall. I get that. That doesn't mean you're going to win the national championship. Yes, Paulie. I don't mean to pile on, but Bill Self's <laughs> not the first person to admit anything. You look at the headlines. Fast look at you. Bam. No, I like Kansas. I like Lawrence. But it's too easy. Mm. T-ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a wild day, certainly yesterday, and then today, and then Brady's going to own another day at least later on this week. Uh, you know, I asked Tom Kern, who covers the Patriots for NBC Sports Boston, you know, about when a decision is made. You know, does Tampa know by the end of the week? And you get the feeling, I mean, how how much longer is Brady going to, does this process take where are you flying to the Chargers? Chargers flying to you. You're going to Tampa, vice versa. Do you need to do that? Plus, with uh, you know the off season being truncated because of uh, you know the coronavirus, when can you get together with your new team? And then trying to speed up the process of what Brady's going to bring to a team and what he needs. Uh, you know, what's the terminology? Is he going to do a, a system that you know is already catered to him? Uh, can he get that turned around in a briefer period of time? So I think that there's there's a few things that uh, will have to happen here. Uh, but free agency continues, and, uh, you know, the Cowboys are paying everybody but Dak Prescott. I mean, it's not a bad consolation prize to get $33 million, But if you're Dak Prescott, you have to look around and go, man, how did I not get a deal done? Did it come down to maybe 8 to $10 million over a three-year period? Because if I'm Dak Prescott and I say to Jerry Jones, I want a three-year deal. I want a three-year deal, pay me $100 million guaranteed. You're going to make $10 million at least off the field, probably in endorsements, being the Cowboys quarterback. You got your team still in place. You still have a chance. You couldn't take advantage of a depleted NFC East last year. Like you, you didn't even win your division. Yeah, Paul. The senior quarterback in the NFC East is Sam uh, Darnold. He's 22 years old. He's got the most NFL experience. And then after him, it'd be like him, Josh Allen, be the two oldest quarterbacks in the division. Stidham, yeah. very little experience. Miami, whoever they have, probably little experience. Well, no, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got age. Oh yeah, he's he's older than all the quarterbacks combined. I think. Hopefully, they move on. 
I don't know. Somebody throw that. They, they were throwing that out. Hey, could you see Tom going to the Dolphins? No. I mean, he's got a relationship with Brian, Brian Flores, I guess. But, you know, what? I want to go there? Like, who are my weapons in Miami? And this is a lifestyle change. And that's why I think the Chargers play a large role in this because of the lifestyle change with Brady. If, you know, living in Los Angeles and whatever he wants to do in Hollywood with his production company, I, I understand all of those things. Um, and, and Tampa, there, there's a lot to offer with Tampa. You know, just the football portion of this. Lifestyle, that doesn't fit into his lifestyle change that he goes to Tampa. But Los Angeles, it does. Uh, so I, you start to look at these quarterbacks who are available now. Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater, James Winston, Nick Foles. Who's going to be a starter out of that group? Brady will be. Philip Rivers will be. Teddy Bridgewater probably will be. I don't think Dalton starts out that way. James Winston doesn't start out that way. And I don't think Nick Foles does as well. Yes, Paul. And I got more hot quarterback news. Are you ready for this one? This involves wow. Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Both teams kind of in flux. Yeah. Chase Daniel is the new Detroit backup yes. quarterback. Yes. Three years, $13 million. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Chase Daniel, has he made more money than any other backup quarterback in the history of the game? Probably, and per game. I think he started four games and he's made $40 bucks. Yeah. He must be really good at helping the starting quarterback get ready. I'm going to guess. McLevin, uh, did we do away with the previous poll question? Now we have that new one. Who's got more pressure on him going into next season? Yeah, early results. 55% say that Bill Belichick has more pressure on him next season than Tom Brady. Yeah, Belichick, because it feels like they made the decision here. They, they made Tom an offer that he could refuse. So I would say Belichick's going to have more pressure here. Uh, for the next two years, while Brady is still playing, because Brady, it might it might be a little bit more of a hey, I didn't want to leave, but they gave me no choice here. Yeah, McLovin. What about this idea that Bill Belichick gets a tanking year or a rebuilding year? Would that take some pressure off of him? But is he tanking? I Seaton didn't Seaton say that it feels like a rebuilding year, and he's the Pats fan. It's the you know any other team gets rid of all their free agents. You'd say they're tanking. Yeah, but why would you then try to trade for uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins? That doesn't make sense if you're going to try to rebuild. Because the report is that, uh, according to Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, uh, the Patriots were involved in trade talks to get Hopkins from Houston. So you're not going to rebuild if you're going to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. I wonder what the Patriots' offer was. Yeah, McLovin. The Internet's already talking about Trevor Lawrence to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. That's where the hot trends they're not going to be that bad because you're going to have to be really bad. Who, is going, who wants to be really bad this upcoming season? If, if Trevor Lawrence is the chosen one, then who is going to be that team that says, we don't want to, we don't want to be winning anytime soon? Like the Redskins could bring in Chase Young. Chase Young's going to make you better. Like if, if you don't want to win, then you trade that pick. But who is going to be bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence? And you start to look at these teams and, and handicap them. Who are the, the worst teams in football right now? And out of that group, who do you think is going to go, we're, we're tanking for Trevor? Yeah, Pauline. 
It's weird, but the Bengals are 2-14. and 14, and They're going to have a rookie quarterback starting most of the season next year. So they could be easily top three. They're not going to need the pick, but... Well, you're not going to try to tank, but you might be tanking uh, just because of the weapons or lack thereof that you have at Joe Burrow. And imagine having the number one overall pick, and then there's Trevor Lawrence there. Panthers on a rebuild. Panthers are 5-11 and 11 with some Cam Newton. If they rebuild, they could go way down. Yeah, but I wonder if they're going to go, they're going to use that early first-round pick and get a quarterback. But if I'm Carolina, and all of a sudden I can uh, just say, hey, you know what, we're uh, rebuilding this year, and everybody knows that, and all of a sudden you end up with uh, two or three wins, and you end up with Trevor Lawrence, with Matt Rule, Christian McCaffrey, all right, now you got something there. Yeah, McLevin. How about a Jacksonville or a Detroit? Whatever. What happened to my Jacksonville Jaguars? Like, eight, what is it, 18 months ago? They're, they're playing in the AFC title game. They're a couple of plays away from going to the Super Bowl. And then since then, what a mess. Calais Campbell just got traded. I mean, they got two quarterbacks. You, you overspent for Nick Foles. You found something in Gardner Minshew. Now will somebody take Nick Foles off your hands? What do you have? You got Leonard Fournette, Gardner Minshew, and what? I mean, that was the team that was on the cusp. They were there. And you see these teams. The Rams were on the cusp. They went to the Super Bowl. But it feels like they're not close to being a Super Bowl team. And if they're able to trade Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley, God bless them. Those were two bad deals to begin with. And I don't know if you can get a taker on. Well, I, I mean, who's the, you could always say to the Texans, hey, <laughs> you guys you guys want another expensive running back? And we got Brandon Cooks. Bill O'Brien, what do you think? Yeah, sure, I'll take him. I'll give you draft picks in uh, 2031 and 2032 for him. Like the Texans are a mess, too. They got rid of all their draft picks. You got rid of your second best player. If I'm J.J. Watt, I got to go. Did you reach out to J.J. Watt and ask him what he thought of this, Paulie? Too soon. No, it's not. He's going to be a Packer in a year and a half. J.J. Watt wound up with Green Bay? Yes. <laughs> Market. Wait, I'm going to – I'm literally writing that down. <laughs> uh, I got some Meat Friday songs to uh, play. And uh, Trevor Bauer is doing a pretty cool thing. Reds pitcher uh, raising money, hopes to raise a million dollars. And uh, he's – He's saying that, uh, you know, playing wiffle ball, and uh, it's a fundraiser for uh, the stadium workers. And so he'll join us coming up a little bit. Uh, Michelle Steele of ESPN just tweeted, said, uh, Stephen A. Smith just said Robert Kraft called him during the last commercial break and told him, be very clear if Tom Brady wanted to stay, we would have worked it out. He would have remained a New England Patriot. Tom wanted to leave. Celebrity journalist Flo Anthony, who claims to have spoken to a source with knowledge from someone close to Wood, says Tiger is struggling. Okay. So if Tom wanted to stay, then he could. Well, why have a conversation with Belichick if you didn't want to stay? Like, it, this was a foregone conclusion, then okay. And that might explain why Jeff Darlington and Tom Kern were so quick to bet uh me and Paulie, that uh, Brady was leaving, that he had already made up his mind. But I I think that they gave him a deal, or they gave him the lack of a deal that was easy to turn down here. That uh, that's, 
According to uh, Stephen A., Robert Kraft called him and told him, be very clear, if uh, Tom Brady wanted to stay, we would have worked it out. He would have remained a New England Patriot, but Tom Brady wanted to leave. Well, that's also the spin part of this game, too. Hey, we wanted him. Tom didn't want to stay. Don't blame us. Well, I don't know what the offer was that you had for him. That's what I'm curious about. All right, let me uh, lighten the mood a little bit here. I got a Traeger Meat Friday, and, and uh, Mario's working on the brackets here. Uh, I think we're going to start that later in the week with the uh, Meat Madness, and then we'll have the final fork, and then we'll have our uh, champion there, and the winner gets a Traeger Grill. Here is uh, Jeff in Albuquerque with his Traeger Meat Friday song. Cut my week into pieces, hungry but not for sports. Starvation, no eating, don't have a fork, and my gut is seceding. <laughs> Meat Fridays in Milford. Polly does love his sweetness. But when we hit Friday, it's meat smoking and feeding. Bone and chuck, pink warm and bleeding. Do you even care if it's dry season? Would it be wrong? Would it be right? To say my weight, my height. Now bookings are very tight. Fritzy is out of sight. And I'm building up an appetite. Because I'm taking a bite. Bruising up right. All righty. That is that's Papa Roach there with uh, Jeff and Albuquerque. Very original. <laughs> The best part of Meat Friday is the opening line, because then you realize what song somebody has picked. Here's Nick in Rhode Island. Welcome to Friday. There's no salad here. And I can't use songs. That is uh, that's Nick in Rhode Island there. Well, tears for fears. Here is uh, Matt in Texas. Trigger me Friday song. Texas. Look Chicago. At, yeah. Here's the terror. Oh. My wheelhouse. I love it. Yeah. That's why I turned your mic down because you were singing along with him. The uh, Karate Kid 2 soundtrack, with if I'm your, not mistaken. Yeah. Your eyes were closed when you were I did, singing. I did. Chicago. That's, uh, that's right there for me. So that's Matt in Texas. Tomorrow is the last day to have your Traeger Meat Friday song entered in for Meat Madness. Yeah, Paulie, it's March. You wouldn't consider extending no. a day because of extenuating circumstances? Well, no, people are at home now. Okay. Now That's... you have more time. Well, right, so maybe we should extend it because we're going we're gonna to get flooded with new songs oh, now. Can I... you guys ever be on the same page with me? No. Last call <laughs> should always be extended 15 more minutes. Correct. The lights aren't blinking yeah, yet. Yeah, but they, they cheat the, the clock, though. The they're... clock is always 
they move it forward. This is it's like soccer. This is just stoppage time <laughs> here. We got a little injury time. <laughs> Bars not closed. You're all alone. There's a couple of girls left. Extend last call. You want to hear from Mo in Vermont? All right. The first time I smelled it was easier than play. Bacon wrapped Italian, pork chops, no other vegan stuff. <laughs> That's a takeoff on Adam Sandler's Chris Farley tribute song there. All right, I'll extend it to Friday. How's that? Friday's the last day. Well, okay. Then I, if I do it Friday, Sunday is the last day to get something in. How's that? Is that good enough for That's you guys? Reasonable. All right, let's all get on the same page here. Is Sunday okay for the last call for Traeger Meat Friday? Sunday, Sunday? midnight Eastern, 11.59? No, no, no. Sunday noon? Sunday at noon because we got to get the brackets ready. Sunday at oh, noon. Oh, stop. Don't even try that. Sunday at noon, last last time you could get your Traeger Meat Friday song on, so we can get the brackets ready for next week. We good? Good? Super. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because there's there's a lot of creativity out there. It just you know, it takes a while to get going. All right. There's a lot of uncreativity out there, too, but there is some creativity out there. We encourage you to make songs as well, because those are the best. All right. Uh, we'll come back. I talked to Trevor Bauer, the Cincinnati Reds, who's doing a really cool thing, trying to raise a million dollars. He wants to make sure that the uh, people work at the stadiums, the ballparks, get paid, and uh, having pick up wiffle ball games. So we'll talk to him coming up. It's uh, approaching 22 after the hour on this St. Patty's Day, back after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Hey, you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars, LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
More phone calls coming up. McLevin, will you update the poll results on who's going to have more pressure going into next season? It's up to 60% say Bill Belichick will have more pressure than Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I saw this story. I thought it was really a, a nice gesture by Trevor Bauer, the Reds pitcher. He has set up a GoFundMe page, and he set it up on Saturday in an effort to support Cincinnati Reds stadium workers displaced by the uh, postponed season. And his goal was to raise $1 million. Trevor joins us from Arizona. Trevor, thanks for joining us. When did this idea come to you? <laughs> it came about on Thursday, actually. Uh, David Carpenter, one of my good buddies, tweeted out uh, asking if we could get a Sandlot game together to have a little bit of baseball while the well, the season's been shut down. So talked to my all my guys over here at Momentum. We decided that we could make that happen. So we spent the next 36 hours running around like crazy and um, put on a wiffle ball event. And it was kind of eerie playing uh, in front of no fans. I've never done that before, and that's kind of what we're trying to support here is you know, the people that go unnoticed that make the game possible, the people that work at concession stands and the ushers and all that different stuff. How concerned are you about the coronavirus? I don't know. I don't know if I should be concerned or not. I, like, I don't know. I think that's what the biggest issue is. No one really knows what's going on. Um, I haven't been affected by it personally yet, so it's it's hard for me to say. I know obviously a lot of people have, and it's very serious times. So I'm trying to you know, take as much precaution as possible. I just don't. I don't know. Are you able to get to? Are you guys working out in Arizona? So, so our facility was closed this past weekend for uh, a deep clean and sanitization, if I'm saying that right. Um, uh, so I have some, some dumbbells that I got. Uh, I've been doing some stuff at home. And I'm going to find a place to to work out moving forward. Uh, i got to stay in shape, obviously. But, no, no one's been working out recently. Any idea of when the, the projected date for the season to start is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, May 11th, I think, is the earliest it'll start now with the eight-day or the, sorry, the eight-week um, postponement that they announced yesterday, the day before. I don't see it happening uh, on that date. I gotta imagine it's going to be June, at least. And that's just my personal speculation. I don't have any inside info, but I just don't see any way it happens before June 1st, and that's being pretty aggressive. Are you going to have more wiffle ball games? How do you plan on raising $1 million? <laughs> no, so, I mean, now with the CDC guidelines of having less than, you know, 10 people or less oh. in, uh, meeting spaces, it's tough. It's tough to do anything like that. Um, we're just trying to get the word out as much as possible. I realize that it's tough times for everybody, and uh, there's a lot of people, not just the stadium workers, but there's a lot of people in baseball and outside of baseball that are struggling right now and are unsure. So I know it's a big ask. Uh, to have people donate right now, but if there's anyone that can, uh, they can find it in their budget. It's, it would help a lot of people. Can you give that address of if uh, I saw where Jerry Seinfeld uh, sent a video, or he, uh, he wrote uh, Trevor Bauer to the rescue, love this guy. Uh, so Seinfeld sent out a tweet on Friday. Uh, what's the address if people want to go and donate? Yeah, so it's on GoFundMe. You can look it up there, or you can go to my uh, Twitter account. It's the pinned tweet on my Twitter account, at Bauer Outage on Twitter. Uh, you've been busy, though, here in the off season. I know that uh, you had some things to say about the Astros and the commissioner, Rob Manfred. You got a chance to sit down with the commissioner. What did you guys discuss? We went over the, 
the baseball industry in general. Uh, I don't want to speak too specifically on what was discussed, but I thought it was a really good conversation. Uh, I think he was candid and honest and, you know, gen- genuinely curious to hear what I had to say. And I was genuinely curious to see uh, how he thought about things and what he had to say. I'm not sure any resolution was necessarily come to, but um I think we understood each other, at least. Yeah, I knew you were uh, critical of the playoff expansion proposal, uh, certainly critical of uh, the Astros. And then you were showing batters what pitches were coming with glove movements in spring training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was completely that was completely unrelated to those two, two issues. Uh, I, I can't go into the story because I, I promised the guy involved that I wouldn't. But uh, it was a backstory with a buddy of mine and just joking around, having some fun. Oh, so showing the batters what was coming, there's a backstory to that? Yeah, yeah, there's a backstory to that. And I, I, I called Matt Beatty, the, the hitter, and uh, let him know that it was nothing personal or wasn't trying to show him up or anything <laughs> like that. It was just, you know, spring training is uh, is fun for a lot of reasons. So I was just trying to have some fun with some friends of mine. And does this help or hurt the Astros with this separation before uh, the start of the season? Man, I, I can't, I can't see a way that it helps anybody. Um, but just yeah, you know, that, it, there was so much vitriol built up with these guys, and they were unapologetic, didn't take any blame. Guys were getting hit during spring training, and it felt like there was going to be some momentum or movement going into the regular season, where you know these fans were not going to let the Astros forget about it. Now we've got to wait a couple of months, and I wonder what that climate's going to be like for the Astros when they start to play games. I got to imagine it'll be the same. Fans, you know, baseball fans are very good at having uh, long-term memories. <laughs> it's probably the sport with the most history and the most stats behind it and all that, and fans don't forget too easily. So I got to imagine it'll be, it'll be somewhat the same. Um, I just hope that we get baseball back in, in a short order. You should show up at a batting cage and just start throwing, like little little leaguers in there and just, you know, do a, do a video. Uh, but the, C, the CDC, 10 people or less right now anyway. I, that's something I have considered. I'd like to get more fans involved and interact with the kids and stuff like that. But, you know, with 10 people or less, it's hard to it's hard to come up with any ideas like that right now. Well, congrats on what you're trying to do for the Red Stadium workers and the uh, GoFundMe page with uh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor, good luck. I don't know what you you do in your downtime. What do you, what do, you do all day? <laughs> so I have uh, my media company, Momentum, and we're pumping out a bunch of content uh, with different players that we've worked with this spring. And I have my own personal YouTube channel. It's Trevor Bauer on YouTube. And I'm posting daily vlogs about what's going on right now and my, my life and what I'm doing in this time. Uh, got a lot of content coming out. I do tips with Trev on Tuesdays to give young baseball players tips to, for training and whatnot. I have a fan questions uh, segment on Fridays, and I have a new series coming out called Breaking Point where we go through games that I've been involved in and break down what I was thinking in the moment and what I was trying to do, what actually happened. So I got lucky, unlucky. You know, all that different stuff. So oh, good. Uh, pumping out a bunch of content for the for the fans. Trevor, thank you. We appreciate your time. Good luck. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me on. That's Trevor Bauer, Reds pitcher. He certainly didn't want to talk about the commissioner. <laughs> May have been asked not to. Yeah, that's probably the case. <laughs> Trevor, if you want to talk, how about we just talk? We don't have to go through the media here. And then the Astros situation, you know, he had some choice words about them as well. But, uh. Interesting guy. Interesting guy. I saw this, um, and I don't know what to do with it. 
But I'll bring it to your attention that the idea of Urban Meyer going to uh, back to USC is just not going away, believe it or not. Some donors got involved in this, and I don't know how recently, but they were going to pay Urban Meyer just under $10 million a year for five years. <laughs> the new USC president said no with the idea of being beholden to donors. She also didn't want to hire Urban Meyer. But this, you know, the, the people behind the scenes, they're, you know, these donors, like this is a drop in the bucket. They don't care. They just want, they want pride restored here that they were willing to pay at least $9.5 million a year for five years, so just under $48 million for Urban Meyer to come back. And the president of USC said no. Yeah, Paul? Being beholden to donors is what college football is all about. <laughs> the SEC is built on being beholden to donors. Look at Florida State. They blew out their coach because the donors called and said, we'll pay for the buyout. We need a new coach. I know. That's what you do. I know. I know. I think you're beholden to those donors, whether you know it or not. The boosters. Yeah, Paul. In all seriousness, I think USC is trying to clean up a mess uh, away from football, the things they have when all the kids try to get into school there. Well, also you have a, 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 an on-campus OBGYN who yes. was accused of abusing patients. They've got a lot of messes the past two years there, and I think they look at Urban Meyer's baggage as uh, would be weird to bring on at this time, probably. Yeah. And that's what I was told from the outset, that, you know, Urban doesn't have a clean slate here. And even though he would be the best coach to bring in, they just didn't want to go down that road. But that will give you an idea of the power behind this, how serious they were, if you're going to offer him almost $10 million a year to be the head coach at USC. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Last call for phone calls. The corned beef and cabbage has arrived here in the man cave. I think we should all stand in front of McLovin's monitor since he's at home in Brooklyn with his family, and then we should just eat the corned beef while McLovin watches. You're going to cry, aren't you? I'm going to cry. I love the mustard. I, is there cabbage, too? Yeah, and a lot of it. Because I know that you I, love I it did. so much, and I ordered extra, but you're not going to be here. Are you different varieties of mustard, straight spicy? No, what we, do we, got we have four different varieties of uh, mustard. Maybe even more. but oh, I could be there in an hour, Dan. It's going to be so be good. It's No, you should be with your family. Enjoy your kids. All right? I think that that's it's really important. Enjoy your kids. The quality time there now that they're home it's a miracle from school. That the, it's a miracle America hasn't been enjoying my kids for three hours. I've been <laughs> sending them off of this little studio I set up consistently. Well, I can hear them occasionally in the background. Like, they're loud with their whispering. Like, they're, no, they're supposed to whisper, but they're loud when they whisper as they walk by. Yeah. We got to be quiet, Dad's on TV. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Man, after the first two days, who knows? Tomorrow, tomorrow's, it, it officially gets serious here with uh, some uh, free agents. And maybe we'll find out Brady by the end of the week where he's going to end up. And, you know, information will leak out. Because Brady's side, somebody will leak something out. And uh, maybe we'll be able to follow the breadcrumbs as to where we think Tom Brady's going to end up. And then how that impacts other free agents, how that impacts the draft, and what are the Patriots doing for Plan B. We'll take a break. Back after this. Do you own or rent your home? 
Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, man. Got some corned beef and cabbage here. A good buddy Lou just dropped it off. Poor McLovin. Of all the weeks you decided not to come in to work, and this is a this is a bad week for you to miss. Corned beef. You know, I could I could watch you guys on YouTube during the breaks. You realize that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I I was purposely playing to the camera, letting you know just how good it was, and the mustard. I, it's good. All right, just put some in the fridge, nope. and I'm going to drive by tonight. No, nope. if there's any left. You know, I'll mail you some. How's that? But I'll tell you one thing. Paulie can have all the soda bread. Do you really like soda bread? I, I want to get a ruling on this. That's tomorrow's poll. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. What are the final results of the poll question? Who has more pressure on them, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? 61% say Bill Belichick. Uh, you had Bill Self who said, hey, I have no problem if you uh, want to crown us national champs. There'll be a huge asterisk by that. And he said we would have probably been the number one seed going into the tournament, which is fine. I said, yeah, okay, fine. But the number one overall seed doesn't usually win the tournament. NCAA has a number one overall seed only since 2004. Out of 16 tournaments since then, the number one overall seed has won the title three times. Florida did it, 07, Kentucky 2012, Louisville in 2013 later vacated. Um, If looking at the AP number one teams entering the tournament in 71 tournaments since the advent of the AP poll in 1949, the number one team overall has won the tournament about 30% of the time, 21 times there. Only four out of 35 tournaments since the tourney expanded to uh, expanded in 1985, uh, 11%. So the odds would have been in their favor more than anybody else. But uh, as Paulie says, you know, Kansas might have an asterisk by a few of their seasons there <laughs> coming up. All right, uh, last call for phone calls. Uh, Justin in Alaska joins us. Hi, Justin. What do you have for me today? Hey, happy St. Patrick's Day, Dan. The Danettes calling from Alaska. A little bit cold up here. Just thought I'd check in on the only major sporting event going on right now. Shout out to Polly Paps in front row there. Mush Madness, how the pick's doing right now? Uh, did we actually have picks there? We support all the mushers. Yeah. Nearing the finish line, we got Thomas Vayner up in front here. So check it out, Iditarod.com, if you guys want to figure out what's going on way up here in Alaska. Picks are coming in, and mushers are closing in on Nome. Freeze for second place is looking good here. So last chance, figure out who you got first, second, last place. Red Lantern, figure out who you want to figure uh, to finish last place. All right, well, thank you, Justin. That's Justin in Alaska, our Iditarod correspondent. Yes, Paul. That's from our Nome affiliate. Nome. Yeah. 
this, Dan Shaughnessy wrote a column today. Ooh, this isn't good timing. Tom Brady finds out that almost no one wants a 43-year-old. Uh, the big Tom Brady sweepstakes is now down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots, question mark. That's the buzz today. Seriously? Question mark. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team with the worst winning percentage in NFL history. Tom Brady's going to finish his career with the Bucs, question mark. I doubt it, says Dan Shaughnessy. The longer this goes, the more it feels like Tom isn't going anywhere because nobody wants to pay him $30 million per year for another two or three years because he'll be 43 bloody years old, exclamation point. Uh, let me see what else he writes in this column. Uh, there were supposed to be eight teams interested in Brady. Where did they go? One by one, the alleged interest in Brady has been exposed as a media-driven mythology. Uh, we're still hearing about the Chargers, Raiders, the Colts, and the Dolphins, but most of the talk now is Tampa or Foxborough. Tampa, whee, exclamation point. With Brady playing in Tampa Bay, the TB12 marketing possibilities are infinite, but you won't win many games. Getting Brady to play on another team-friendly one-year deal is a much better option than going with Jared Stidham, Andy Dalton, or Teddy Bridgewater. And the final paragraph of Dan Shaughnessy's column today Meet the new Patriot quarterback, same as the old Patriot quarterback. Tom Brady isn't going anywhere. Take it from the guy who told you that Pablo Sandoval would be a big hit in Boston. <laughs> this came out this morning. Is that right, Todd? Yeah, early this morning. Oh, boy. Stop the presses. <laughs> we love Dan, but that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Shaughnessy's had a couple of those. Down through the years. Remember when they were down uh, 3-0 to the Yankees? That they weren't coming back. They should be embarrassed that uh, they weren't coming back there. But uh, yeah, Tom Brady is not coming back to New England. question is, where is he going to end up? Uh, Derek in Colorado joins us. Hi, Derek. What do you have for me today? Hi, Dan. 5'8", 170, or 157 and a half. Um, I was just calling in because uh, – that guy was talking the Bears fan. He said that he wouldn't like being a fan if Tom Brady came there. But I'm just feeling, or I'm just saying that I was. I'm a big Broncos fan, and when we had Peyton Manning, you kind of felt the same way for a minute. But you respected that quarterback because he kicked the crap out of us in the playoffs a couple years in a row, and then it was just awesome to have him for those four years that we had him. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not going to trade those in. You're not trading back that Super Bowl, or you discount it. I mean, and thanks for the phone call there, Derek. Paulie, what do you uh, have this day in sports history? It's a classic, Dan. 2005, uh, Rafael Palmero, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa oh, all testified uh, with the House Government Reform Committee. The hearing lasted 11 hours. Do you know that I was in touch with Mark McGuire's people before that happened, before that hearing, and I said, what are you guys going to do? Like, what is your game plan? And they said, just wait. And I did. And then my mouth was wide open when they said, we're not here to talk about the path past and i went oh boy no no this is that that's the only reason why we're here we got to talk about the past that helps us with the future and then i realized they botched that one that was uh called third strike bases loaded uh what else paulie that's it that was the big that's one. it and then this day in sports history going forward st patrick's day when tom brady left the mm, yeah. where were you when tom brady decided to leave the patriots Stevens one had told me he came walking out I was in the other room. He goes, yeah, Tom Brady's done with the Patriots. 
and he just went back inside. He like wanted to drop it and run. It hit and run. Yeah, just leave that bomb right there in the middle of the room. <laughs> but you're okay though. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm good. Are you in a state of shock? Well, talk to me in September. Yeah, yeah. When Brady's leading the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl, I'm walking in wearing my creamsicle. Yeah, but Let's I go, wonder, boys. I wonder if <laughs> he wants to go to the NFC. I don't know if that matters because you got an NFC team and an AFC team reportedly interested in him, the Chargers and the Buccaneers. Is it an easier path if he goes through the NFC as opposed to the AFC? And maybe that doesn't factor in at all. Todd, what'd you learn today? Sean Salisbury thinks if the Colts love Philip Rivers, they should be even more into Tom Brady. McLovin, what did you learn today? The man cave is overflowing with mustard right now. And corned beef and cabbage. Seton O'Connor, what did you learn today? End of an era. Yep. Uh, Paulie, what'd you learn? I don't know how we're going to eat all this corned beef. But we're we're going to try. try. Yeah. Paulie brought in some Guinness. What we learned brought to you by... Well, what did I learn, Tom? If the Bucks don't get TB12, maybe they have to settle for TB5, Teddy Bridgewater. It's important to know the benefits of setting up your business the right way. Good thing LegalZoom is there to help. Their network of independent attorneys can answer questions and provide legal advice. To learn more, go to LegalZoom.com today. Thanks for all the people making this possible. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening.